0: Have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And on top of that, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And as an extra bonus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: Welcome, everybody. Wednesday, December 8th, 2021. I'm Daniel Tiny Guidry my co-host, the wonderful, one and only Mr. Texas a and himself, Matthew Sweat. What's up, everybody? That's me. What's happening, guys? We are sort of in a holiday, I don't know about funk, but an elongated break that we took. Um, sometimes people fall under the weather. That would be me. Um, just to be precautionary, we did miss last week, but we are hot and heavy on it this week. Lots to discuss going on. Especially, what do you do in college football when you have this many head coaches going around and you're throwing out way too much money to head coaches who basically have never really coached with the big boys before? Um, From college football to the pros, wild two weeks, especially one in New Orleans with the Dallas Cowboys romping my New Orleans Saints trying to win. And what the hell are the Houston Texans doing? They're not even trying to win anymore. Should there or should there not be penalties in the NFL for a team tanking like that? Um, we'll discuss that many, much, much more. How was your Thanksgiving, man?
0: It was awesome, man. Had uh, the the family over and some extended family uh, to the house. Uh, we had a had a room full, but uh, it was a, it was a good time. Good time. Didn't get to watch much football because I was too busy cooking. But uh, you know,
1: I think I ate thirteen pounds better. of rice dressing. <laughs> I think we, we had 41 pounds of turkey.
0: Holy smokes. Just at my mom's house. Wow. For how many people?
1: Um, I think 14 or 15 showed up. Good grief, yeah. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. I, w- I, I stuck one in a garbage bag and sent it home with someone. We ran out of to-go plates, <laughs> so I just got just took a trash just bag. And the just, whole turkey? Threw the damn bird in there. Look, <laughs> it's not even carved yet, brother. Just take it home <laughs> and they gracefully took the turkey some rolls mashed potatoes rice dressing macaroni and cheese all the stuff that you're not supposed to eat that my cardiologist would have kicked me right off into my mind for. <laughs> but uh, it was great to see family and friends and everybody getting back together um COVID did uh, did not disturb our household at all hopefully it didn't, nice, yours. It, didn't
0: it did not in fact: We had uh fifteen people in this room, it was a uh, snug as a bug, but uh, I had my uh, good friends from uh, Lafitte. They live in Barrero oh, nice. now, so down they the bayou. they were down. Yep, yeah, they were they were over. Uh,
1: did they handle the storm pretty well?
0: They did. They did good. Uh, they live, like I said, they live in town now. Uh, they said Lafitte was just a mess. Uh, yeah,
1: I've talked to some people in Lafitte, and we got we we were actually able to get an eighteen wheeler down the bayou down there, and they were able to meet us in boats, actually, and unload this 18-wheeler and take supplies back. So good for them people. They, they're they very resourceful. No doubt. Extremely resourceful for all the hurricanes that they've been through. Uh, knock on one 2022 is a lot better for them. For sure, for sure. But for that's how they the do stuff. things
0: down there. They take care of each other, and they take care of their own, and they don't wait for for Uncle Sam or anybody to come and bail they them don't, out. They, they take don't. care of their business. I
1: mean, the way Uncle Sam's worked, they, they can go ahead and – you might as well just do it yourself. That's right. And uh, if somebody can give you a landed hand on the way, that's uh, certainly the way to go. But, uh, you know, normally Thanksgiving brings in college football. Yes, sir. And I wanted to hit on this topic, hot topic, because it's certainly hot across every message board and everything I've seen on Facebook, everything I've seen on Twitter. Um, we're going to start with Louisiana State University because it kind of, it kind of, Chaps me up a little bit um, that universities are going to continue to, and it, this is what I call the Nick Saban effect. Man, are you are you seemingly wasting money and throwing money out the window because there's only so much money that you can make on tickets anyway, right? Before you outprice yourself, and then you could become just strictly a a juggernaut of this, this like the NFL. Like corporations are buying all these seats. The, then you'll have the you know the second tier people coming in to buy the seats and then they're going to sell them to you for a higher jacked up price. At what part do you take amateur athletics and government money seemingly and just hand it to these coaches? Like,
0: well, I think the difference is in college football anyways, you have so many alumni groups that, that pitch in money on top of everything you've mentioned already, which makes it different than anything, which is why you see these huge contracts for coaches. Uh, they're figuring ways to work around the the NIL contracts with players. Uh, we are heading into uh, an interesting period in especially college football. Uh, it's kind of throwback, but it's quote-unquote legal.
1: Rhett Bomar, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he got $100,000 for washing cars for the University of Oklahoma and he's the he's one of the guys who got started because he got caught. Right. Not that he didn't start anything. He's the one who got caught speaking of the NIL situation because WWE jumped in on that today. And two two L S U players got in on that. And they'll be playing their senior season next year. Right. Um and in fact I think the WWE got in on two hundred and something players throughout the NCAA, to start what they call noticeably guys who aren't going to make it to the NFL, but who they think have the body type and the talent to send them to the big time.
0: To wrestle. And
1: expand wrestling, which is amazing, which is awesome, because these football players, they deserve what they get as far as, and this goes all the way back to Jeremy Bloom, if you don't know who that is. I don't. Uh, Colorado Colorado uh Buffalo wide receiver who was the one of the best return men in college football he was also part of the Olympic team the U.S Olympic team for um freestyle skiing you know where they do all the tricks and all that stuff. sure well off of that he got a an endorsement and in fact it was with jockey underwear they paid him half a million dollars. For skiing, okay, not 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 the football part of it, but the skiing part of it, and it disqualified him from playing football anymore, so he quit. So, I'm glad that I'm glad the NCAA got that out of the way. But at some point in time, they're just gonna have to. I get it. Boosters. Shaquille O'Neal came out on Twitter when Mike Tomlin somebody linked Mike Tomlin to Louisiana State job. And Mike Tomlin came out and said, there's not a booster big enough to open up a check. And Shaq said, watch this. <laughs> so, uh, obviously you have it. Shaquille O'Neal being one, a billionaire could easily do it by himself. Um, but I'm guessing there are rules to that, how much you can give to how much can go to.
0: I'm, unfortunately, I don't. I'm not well-versed enough to say one way or the other. I just, you know, just observing... Uh, it is interesting that that all of these dollars get thrown around. Like you said, uh, where does that money come from? It's certainly not only ticket sales. Well, it's
1: it can't. I mean, you have merchandising, you have all of this, but at what juncture do you say, okay, what is the price of winning? Because the University of Alabama, they're up they're almost ten million a year, so. Right. There was a there was an article that came out said that LSU was reportedly, you know, in line to offer Jimbo Fisher 8 years 125 million dollars guaranteed. Here's here's 125 million dollars. You could feed some of your students that are that are a little bit for hungry sure. for that much money.
0: But at at some point is like what is too much? But that goes any sport, any contract. Is like how much is too much? What is what is your talent worth? I mean, it's worth whatever anybody's willing to pay you, obviously. I mean, you can make that that comment. But at some point, come
1: on, man. It's it, too much. It It is. I mean, they're making more money than Bill Belichick. Right. And Bill Belichick has won seven Super Bowls. <laughs> and you're still making more money than Bill Belichick. I get it. The stadiums are bigger in college football. More people go to college football games because it's – as of right now, it's economically feasible to go to a college football game. Right, I will be. I will be attending the bowl game, LSU's made it to the Texas Bowl. It's a hundred dollars a ticket, right there on the lower bowl, reasonably par, reasonably priced, still right on par with the NFL. But you're in an NFL stadium, you get all the all the quirks, all, all the cool stuff, and the tailgating is going to be magnificent. I should know. I'll be there. <laughs> so, and LSU travels better than anybody that I've ever seen. But when you go back to the college aspect of this whole thing and and you try to preach, you know, what the NCAA's message is, which I have no idea what it is anymore. It's all jumbled up. They are trying to move toward change. They are trying to do a lot of things that benefit the student athlete as if they didn't have enough benefits already. But to
0: pay. Let me, let me stop you there. They have, they have a lot of benefits. Benefits that a lot of them don't take advantage of. This is true. I mean, they're there for an education, allegedly.
1: Well, you should see what they get fed.
0: Right? No, no, I, for sure. The football Room team board gets four or five
1: meals a day, and it's catered by these private people, and it's okay to do so. But it's, it's within the rules. I get it. Right. But it's, I mean, now you're going to allow them to go get your, go make money off endorsements. On top of that. I get it. It's you're, you're good. But at what part, what, when do you say enough is enough on, I need this. I have rights. I have this, I have this. Well, you're getting an education. Now I've always said that they should get something, whether it's free meals or, or whatever. So I'm all, I'm 95% on board with what they do for the student athletes. Okay. It's the coaches. They don't do anything but coach football. What makes, and I'm and I'm ecstatic. Uh, congratulations, Coach Kelly. If you ever listen to this show, I'd, I'd I'd be ecstatic. When is enough enough? And when when is there ever going to be a cap on how much you pay a coach? Because in college football, you recruit, you do this, you do that, whatever.
0: But it's the radio shows and the TV shows and the all the interviewing that they do. It's not just coaching anymore where the coach, you know, when he puts his clipboard down. It's
1: so basically you have to be a CEO. You have Yeah, to, you, I mean, they're all over the place. You're in charge of the program. Right. And nowadays these programs aren't – they're not labeled or they can't be labeled, in my opinion, as college football or college sports programs. They're their own brand. Sure. Like legitimately – LSU is the only university to have their last three head coaches win a national championship. It's branded correctly. Right. And it's – do we do we at some point just remove athletics from academics and just say, hey, look, you're here for this. Your you're, well, football I mean, program is what
0: it is. The football the – college football has become more – Minor league football than it is college education, right? Yeah, then it's about sure. college. Yeah, it's all about taking that. For most, well, I say most, for a majority of the the named players that would be getting these nil deals, they're looking to take the next step. You know, the the O lineman that's there getting his education, really focused on his education, isn't looking to make the next step to the NFL. He's not getting the NIL contracts.
1: Well, they have a kicker in the SEC, and I don't know who it was. And it may have been the LSU kicker. Who's the one that got signed by Velveeta? Every oh, time every time he kicks a field goal over 50 yards, you win cheese. Huh? Which is kind of neat. It's kind of like the Doritos steal a base thing. Something National different, yeah. Something a little different. But it was just, it's a kicker. I mean, make your money as a kicker because you're not going to make it in the too. NFL. Yeah. I mean, I get it. They're blamed for losses. There's at least 32 kickers in the NFL. There is. Well, more than that, because the Saints have gone through like seven (laughs) in the past two months. Um, But it's it's just it's amazing to me how much – when I was a kid, it was Notre Dame, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State. The SEC wasn't what it is today. Right. But still in the SEC, you had Florida State, LSU, Auburn, Alabama – you you had all this. Then you had the SWAC, which was the coolest conference. Right. Um but now when the SEC had their title game in what was it, 95, 94? It was way back then. When they had their first championship game, that built what college football is today. And now it's just a money it's just a money boom. For sure. And I I just I hate to see college football go so big without taking care of the rest of the university because that's what, that's who you play for. Right. Ultimately, you play for you, but at some point, the name on the front of the jersey is going to become as much important as it is on the back. And,
0: you know. Well, when the name on the back is gone after they've done their four or five six years now, whatever it is Ooh, forever. The front of the name is still there. I mean, I get it. It's, it's legacy on all these schools. It's not about the player. The players come and go. It's not like the NFL where they could possibly stay with the same team for 10, 12 years. Maybe if they're lucky, I
1: mean, you, you move on, but now they have what they call the transfer portal. And then now you can seemingly go anywhere for anything. Right. So it's basically college football, free agency. So if that
0: with with the portal now, I mean, obviously, recruiting still is made a big deal of and talked about a lot. Well, now
1: you can use the portal to
0: plug holes. Right. Well, I understand. But what has recruiting been diminished a little bit because of the portal?
1: No, because now you have these kids, and this is where the name on the back of the jersey becomes important, um, in high school where you didn't have these guys paid attention to I think the biggest recruiter that I had ever been around in my younger days was Kevin Falk and Eddie Kennison. So those two guys were all world beaters. Nobody knew who they were. Nobody outside of Notre Dame and Louisiana State knew who Kevin Falk was. Right. Unless you were recruiting him. But we didn't know he was coming or going. Or or now you have a, Now you have ESPN at these high schools where they do these big announcements and all this, that. And eh, get rid of that. You haven't played a single down of college football. You don't know what it's about. You know what it's going to be. The only two players I think that's ever really a, you looked at them and said, oh, you're going to the pros. One of them's Julio Jones, if you've never stood next to him. The other one's Patrick Peterson. Hmm. Everybody else is kind of in the mix.
0: Yeah, because most of them have only played against high school kids. Right. Kids, not sure. even high school football players. I mean, they're just kids that put uniforms on and played on Friday nights. Well,
1: they have what they call – uh, recruiting pipelines now, and there's a there's a place in Flo- I think it's in Florida. It's called IMG Academy, where every kid who's borderline college but you're a superior athlete, you go to this school, and you take care of your grades, which is wonderful. Um, and they legitimately get these kids into college. Now, now you have one at every school, every state in the Southern United States. The SEC has become its own. Entity in its own powerhouse, and pretty much sets itself up for all these athletes to go to one of these schools. It's amazing. It's it's recruiting in the South, Southern United States, is it's a it's a dogfight. It's crazy. It's no longer just in. It's no longer Texas, Florida, California, Pennsylvania. Those used to be the four big schools that you used to come out of. Pennsylvania put out the most quarterbacks. Texas got all the linebackers, defensive backs. Hmm. Florida had all the running backs and the wide receivers. And then you'd find linemen spread out all over. Right. Well, now you have Louisiana jumping in. Well, Louisiana now has the most college football players per capita in the United States for such a small school. Hmm. So it's college football in the last 15 years has just blown up. And at some point, I would like to see more kids. And I know this, this sounds crazy. But if you're going to make $500 million a year f- for the university, spread it a little bit, man. It's okay. Right. It's all right. The other kids are going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're not going to be there. They're not going to be there. Leave it better than what you it. Even if you're an administrator and you're paying these coaches fifteen million dollars a year, which is insane to me, leave the leave the place better than what you found it. Leave something for the for the future of the athletes, because eventually it's just going to turn to me. And this is one of my biggest fears. One of my biggest fears of a long time. That winning has gotten so important that if you don't win, you're going to go broke. And It's just going to be without a job. It's just sad to see somebody's – exactly. But Coach Orgeron won a national championship, coached possibly the greatest college football champion ever uh, in the history of college football, leaves with $17 million. Haven't you kind of learned your lesson? (laughs) So you go to Notre Dame and you pay Brian Kelly almost what he's – what you just paid Ed Orgeron. It's not a guarantee. I, Brian Kelly's a high, more high-class individual. Than mm-hmm. Coach Orgeron. Coach Orgeron is, ter- or turned out to be not so good. Not to say he's a bad human being, but he just did some stuff. So, like I said, just if you're going to pay these coaches fifteen million dollars a year, and they're going to make you this much money, spread it around. Yeah. It's okay. You you can you, you have to take care of the university. Right. It's, and it, hell, put some kids through college for free. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean. Well, that's what they're supposed to do
0: with the players, with the scholarships, and that's supposed to be their payment.
1: You think they really go to class? No. I don't either. No. I don't need to do damn How thing? many of them graduate? I mean, there's always, of there's always
0: them. a handful that, that do and do very well because they're there for the right reasons. But the, the vast majority of them. I they're mean, gone after junior year. They're done. They don't come back. Watch their, news con- their press conferences. It's painful listening to them talk. It's yes. like you've obviously not taken an English class.
1: Well, literature <laughs> literature 101 is literature triple zero because they didn't go. Right. So, I mean, that's my take on college football. I just – there's no sense of paying Coach. I mean, put a, ta- put, a, put a cap on it. You're making so much money. Do better – Elsewhere.
0: Well, my thing is, even with all the money, there's no guarantee that they stay there. I mean, the contracts are worthless. Buyouts, if, uh, if, yeah, buy if the wind, nothing. the wind changes, they can they can go wherever their fancy takes them. Uh, it's like loyalty, nothing. Uh, commitment means nothing. I mean there there is no, there is no.
1: Hell, two weeks ago, Brian Kelly said, "I'm not go." Nick Saban did the same thing in Miami. Right. Well, I mean the the rumors about Jimbo Fisher the same way. I mean, would you, as soon would, as, you would you have left College Station to go to Baton Rouge for 125 no. million? No, you wouldn't. You would have went for 125 Why? million. Why? Why would you? Well, LSU's just a better football program. That's arguable. It's not arguable.
0: When you're building, when you're building what they're A&M, building A&M. in College Station. You 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 better beat Alabama, you did. you did. You beat Alabama. You You can't beat anybody else, but we beat Alabama.
1: The SEC is just going to get tougher. For sure. I mean, what do you – okay, so what do you think about the media in college football, the way ESPN just thinks it's this juggernaut and they can just report anything they want at any time?
0: Well, I think that goes for news in general. It's not just sports. I mean, and the media. What what is media anymore? I mean, it's definitely it's not. Re, it's not reliable. Uh, you find the one that you you whatever source you uh, relate to the closest, and you hang on to that. And if you're uh, if you have any if you have any decency of your own. You go and you filter it through some other sources to make sure that what you're hearing is the the true deal. Yeah, well, that goes with sports. That goes with the, the everyday news.
1: Well, what what I'm hitting on on that is how. And this is just me and you talking. What what do you think about Lincoln Riley using the LSU stepping stone to get $100 a hundred million dollars out of USC, and then calling USC the best football job in America?
0: what else is he going to say
1: i mean is he is he, he's obviously lying to himself because that's false i can name 15 better jobs than usc oh, and
0: he's stroking the people that just paid him 120 million dollars it's
1: just it's just <laughs> and then california and the state that it's in ponied up 120 million dollars i mean come on but
0: 120 million in california is not the same as 120 million in Louisiana or Texas or wherever
1: you can find 120 million dollars in California on the curb.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't hold the same weight as it does it in other places. It
1: doesn't. I mean, I just think once again, college football's a laughing stock to me. After all these coaching hires for that much money, it's just nuts. Now, stability to a program, it, it's worth something. Um. But if it was really worth that much money, how come the University of Texas hasn't come out and looked for the best guy on the planet?
0: Right. Well, they have three times in the last how no, many years? Nobody <laughs> wants that job.
1: <laughs> that and that's, you know, that's kind of fascinating to me too about college football cuz the University of Texas used to be the number 1 job in all of college football everywhere, sure. And now suddenly they're the third best job in their state. I mean, look what Dave Aranda's done to Baylor. Right. Look what A&M has done in the last 10 years. Look what, I mean, didn't uh, UTSA just make a like a an undefeated season or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so where does that leave the University of Texas as far as the pecking order in college football when it used to be the top job? It, it It's... I, I don't under I don't understand how they're not because they have so much resources, so much money, and they're still lollygagging around with likes of Sarkeesian. Right? I don't I don't know I don't get it.
0: Well, where AM was able to build the stadium that it built, can you do that in Austin? They don't have the the footprint to pull anything like that off. So there's no way to improve the facilities like you have. Did to, you see the stadium? The facilities. Have
1: you seen the stadium at UT?
0: It's been the, a few years. Where the players
1: run out, and it looks like they now run out of a uterus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jesus, help us. All. Oh. It literally looks like the Longhorn, but yeah. at the bottom, it literally looks something out of, like, your biology book. Oh, man. And they just come pouring out, and you just laugh. You're just like, really? That does not look like a cow.
0: Nobody, nobody previewed that ahead of time?
1: Obviously not. <laughs> and the... I mean, I I, I don't want to offend any feminists listening to the show, but, I mean, <laughs> well, they got the anatomy right. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And it looked pink a little bit. So, <laughs> I really don't know what to do about that. So, if any of my UT guys out there can call your university and tell them to just close that hole, it'll be okay. So poor University of Texas. They are. How, how does that feel like you being an A&M guy now that Texas is your little sister? Well, you know, we've
0: learned to, to kind of uh, temper our expectations. Uh, We'll see what happens
1: the first time we get to play. But you know, you know what though? And I'll tell you this. A&M fans have been really good for the SEC. You guys have been great. Every time we have played y'all, of course, I'm the LSU guy. Every time that we've played A&M, whether it's a good game, blowout, whatever, you guys have been amazing. Y'all have been great. I went to Austin one time in 2019 when we won the national championship, and I saw nothing but people cry, throw things on the floor, kick, stomp, and they don't even look like they've ever watched football before.
0: Well, it's because our expectations are gauged properly, you know,
1: I think just the people are there's different. No,
0: there's no expectation that, I think that there's just going to be a win.
1: I think there's just different people in Austin than there is in College Station. I think the people in College Station are way cooler than the people in Austin, and the people in Austin are just a bunch of baggy ass crybabies. Well, it's a babies.
0: different, it's a different mentality for sure. But uh, and I certainly don't speak for the the university or the fan base. But uh, you know, I watch games and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, you're always waiting for that the bad side. Like the the LSU game, like I wasn't gonna bring it up. Well, I mean, it's what it is.
1: But still, even in all that, we both know on our sides of the ball, we've been there right. seven overtimes. I, I think we played one of the best college football games I think ever played ever, for sure uh, in 2015, or was that 16? Um, uh,
0: 17, wasn't it? May have been. Yeah, we've drank since then. Yeah, a few years ago.
1: Um, but still, even even. The camaraderie that LSU is now has for Texas A and and I can speak on this because I've spoke to several LSU fans and several Aggie fans. Like it's just a good, it's just, it's a healthy rivalry, sure. And we kind of knew that it, it may turn into that. We wait, we wait to see type thing, but now it's somewhere. All right, man, cool. Like well, the
0: a, the A and M Texas rivalry has always been one sided, also. Texas, or A&M isn't Texas's rival. Texas' rival is Oklahoma. Always has been. They get up I, for the yeah. Oklahoma game more than they get up for the sure. a game because a and always been the stepbrother. You know, we we're always the the redheaded. Well, not anymore. Child. Not anymore. No, no, no. I mean, that's a clear-cut case. Yeah, so we're going to see what happens. Tables of uh, Yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens when, uh, when they unify the SEC and figure out how all that's going to play out. Uh, I would love to see that game get moved back to to Thanksgiving. Uh, I have no expectations that that'll happen. I mean, think they'll ever play at a neutral
1: site? That would be badass. Uh,
0: no, that would be cool. No, Don't why? Do that. Why
1: have it at home and home? Why have why it I home, think, and
0: home? I mean, talk to talk to Texas and Oklahoma fans and see how much they like playing that game in Dallas. They would rather, much rather, play that game one year each way. Not really. I think so. I think, I think so. it's good for
1: college football to have it where it's at. Uh, it's I mean, good for granted. college
0: football, but it's not good for the universities. Now, now especially granted. when they're in contention for national titles and you know conference How titles and things like that.
1: Oklahoma's up for a national bid far yeah, more than is. Texas is. But we'll see now. <laughs> um, now that you go play real football with real teams, I mean, come on, the Big 12 was... When A&M left, Texas and Oklahoma said, oh, we could do this very easily. Well, now you can't because now you have – and this is a rumor that I heard uh, that I actually read um, that Texas and Oklahoma moved to the SEC to pay bills. And because the Big 12 just wasn't cutting it anymore. Uh I mean, it's just – Come on, man. That makes sense.
0: I mean, there's a big gap between the haves and the have-nots. Even though Baylor has performed and Tech has done okay, Oklahoma State's done so. Very what does well. Baylor?
1: Okay, so what does Baylor do now? What does Baylor do now that Texas and in Oklahoma
0: are gone? I mean, was there rumors that they were going to join the Pac-12? That everybody else is going to move. That would be a west? good fit for them.
1: And then you know, U of H obviously joined the Big Twelve and right. Yada yada yada. I think the Big 12 shot themselves in the foot when they didn't add Houston the first time, and then now Houston almost pulled off the upset. I say almost, but they hung with Cincinnati, which is well you know, before I think before the,
0: before the season started when the these rumors first started that Texas and OU know, were going to join the SEC. Um, the, the outlines that I saw was that they were just going to dissolve the Big 12, and they were going to kind of be absorbed by other schools. Or other conferences. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I again, haven't seen I that, haven't. But... I haven't followed up on that lately. Uh, I don't know what the talks are or have been since then. We'll have to look um, that up. Yeah, but there were there was talks, you know, about Kansas going north, that the Texas schools would go west. Uh, you obviously have the two schools that were going to the SEC and and coming up with was it four. Uh, Super conferences versus what there is now, but I don't I don't know that. I, well, the super
1: conferences, the SEC is going to be one. They're going to be the first one for sure, because they they're looking to join in two more teams, and but then you add a rumor couple of schools has, to
0: the Big Ten and a couple of schools to Pac
1: twelve. Well, you you put you bring Florida State back, and you bring Clemson in, and there's your twenty, and you're not going to get a better football conference in the world. Right, I mean that's just that's just it. I mean, North Carolina is probably they can stay with the ACC. Miami can stay with the ACC, or you let Clemson go to the ACC. But I think Clemson being in South Carolina, but you they also would be a better fit. I mean, geographically, you, yeah. But you can't draw all
0: those lines based solely on football either. I mean, you've got basketball to contend with. It, some of those schools are far better basketball teams than they are football teams. Uh, when it comes to conference titles and March Madness and all that. uh, All those things have to be taken into consideration, and I think it all balances out when you start dividing up the country and dividing up the schools into different conferences. Um, Again, I don't know that – I think we're just at the beginning of uh, the shuffle. You know, The the deck is being shuffled. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out and where where all these schools – end up and how they decide to break down the conferences and, and make it as entertaining as possible to watch.
1: I mean at the end of the day the product of each school is still the product of each school. Correct. But um,
0: don't think for a second that Texas going to the SEC and all the schools that are doing so well in the SEC isn't affecting Texas recruiting. Sure it is. So Absolutely. how long is it going to take them to to rebuild after this, they've already kind of stepped in the bucket.
1: Well, once you once you open yourself up to the SEC, then you open up yourself to everyone. Right. I mean, you had Oklahoma, Louisiana. Well, now Arkansas is a pretty good player in the SEC West. Right. So Texarkana, Shreveport, all, now they're going to start moving into the Dallas area. Then you got Nick Saban, who's possibly the greatest recruiter of all time. He's gonna even come even harder at Texas. Of course, uh, we asked uh, Nick Saban, or my dad did one time uh, when he was at LSU. He asked him just on this little side conversation. He said, "So man, you got so many players from Texas." He said, "If you lock down six ten, you win everything." <laughs> so that's when he was on John Granado show every Thursday, and then he'd be on another show every Tuesday. And then, you know, when he joined LSU in 2000, I mean, it took him three years to win a national championship. Right. So, and then he almost won another one. Right. So, you know, then, of course, he went to Miami he came back. But, man, you have to set yourself. If you are the University of Texas, you have to hire somebody who can put a gate around Texas for the most part. Now there's enough football players in Texas to feed Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. You can't feed Baylor, A&M, Oklahoma, UTSA, Houston. I mean, now it's just – now it's everywhere.
0: Which is why there's been such a division between the haves and the have-nots in the, in the Big 12 for so long. Well, uh, it's hard to
1: believe that Texas has become a has-not. I mean, you talk about all these great football programs. Well, I would say in the Big 12, see.
0: they are the haves. I mean, you've got Oklahoma and and historically Oklahoma and Texas and then everybody else. But now it's all kind of balanced out because A&M is drawn to the SEC. You've got, like you said, Alabama coming over and taking taking kids from Texas out of, the, out of Texas, taking them over to the SEC. What is left for the Big 12? And they found a way to, to divvy it up and spread it out. And I think the portal is helping a lot of that too. So if a, if a kid is recruited to one of these schools and maybe he doesn't win his position, but he's good enough to play, but maybe not that good. He goes to the portal. He goes to play someplace else. So it helps balance the schools out. Is that a vote yeah. for the portal? Maybe.
1: I mean, maybe the portal helps smaller schools it's a that vote. has playing time. It's for a these v- kids. kind
0: of going back to what we were talking about earlier. It's a vote against recruiting. I think there's way too much invested in recruiting and. What these kids, what they they entertain these kids with on the recruiting trips, for them to come in and and, and say, oh, on, there's on really their signing day, I day they be. say, I want to go here, and then they get there and they get beat out at their position, and they go, well, I'm just going to go someplace else instead as a freshman, instead, instead of making
1: of, themselves, you know, stay true to your commitment, right? This the school's gonna, the school doesn't have any option but to. Be Continue better, redshirt your freshman That's year, it. you know,
0: you don't get to step in and start playing. Does it not water down college football that every freshman that can go into the portal it gets almost, to play?
1: It almost certainly levels up
0: the playing field. I, I think we're seeing that for sure. But um, uh, but And eventually it's going to water down the NFL because these kids aren't getting the same experience at college that they did previously where they – Sat out a redshirt year, and then they they backed you up learned. their freshman year, and you you got bigger, you got stronger. You learned. You were still in the weight room, you were still on the practice field, you were still getting knocked around. So that when you were a junior and senior, you weren't. Getting you're an NFL around. player. You can walk right in. That's right. And so, they don't have that training anymore. I, Alabama does.
1: Yeah. Well, do they though? Is it not affecting them as well? When's the last time you saw a a freshman started Alabama or B? Someone leave Alabama. Uh, I think you're seeing it from who.
0: I mean, how Nobody's many, how many injuries did they have, and they didn't have anybody to put in their place. They're still winning rings in Alabama. I understand that, but how many games at the end of the season did they struggle to win because they didn't have people to fill those gaps as 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 their starters got injured? I, I get it. And so that, it's watering down. It's watering the pool down. You still
1: have to coach these kids. You still have hundred kids on your roster. Coach them. Absolutely,
0: but if the the five star recruits don't stay with their commitment, and you've spent you've invested time and money and effort to recruit them to get there, instead of working on the kids you already got, you know. I mean, here this is
1: you're talking about balancing it out. It's being balanced. Here, here's what's funny: the transition from college football to the NFL. Speaking about five five star recruits, more three star recruits get drafted to the NFL in the first round than any five star recruits. Why is that?
0: They stay healthier. Development. They don't get on the field until they've practiced and trained and bulked and you know let their bodies catch up with their abilities. I think
1: a lot of these five star recruits they hit that five star and they plateau. Because I think uh,
0: their heads get too big.
1: I remember there was a time when everybody called Les Miles a fool. Les Miles can't recruit. He doesn't know what he's watching. Oh, yeah, because his entire secondary from the 2011 LSU team were three-star recruits and below. They were all first-round draft picks. Hmm. He saw something. He said, I'm going to take them and I'm going to coach them. These five-star guys aren't coachable. That's what it is. Yeah. They're not coachable. They're not coachable. They're pre-Madonna's. Or they've
0: been told that...
1: They're aunties and their uncles they, and their mamas. They've already been
0: told that they're going to be NFL stars. That's right. And they don't
1: work. That's right. Well, you've been handed everything because right. you can run faster than everybody else. Right. Well, now everybody can run just as fast as you. Right. What are you going to do about it? Their body's caught up with their ability. That's right. Everyone, everyone else's body caught up with their ability. For sure. And it...
0: it and they worked harder and they trained harder and they did what they, they were supposed to it. do and they became better football players.
1: That's it. And that, that's what that's what makes when you come around in May, when you watch the NFL draft, watch these guys and as they get picked look up where they were on 24-7 sports or look up where they were on all these recruiting sites because a lot of them weren't even in the top 200. Right. Top 100. they For some reason... When you get there and somebody's hungrier than you, that's where they end up. What round was Tom Brady recruited in? Or uh,
0: Sixth round. Mm-hmm. Brett Favre. Second round.
1: Yeah, but come on, you can't. Brett Favre's just as good as – I would take Brett Favre. For sure. I would definitely take Brett Favre. But in the same – he didn't make the first round. No, but, I mean, he was a first-round talent. He just couldn't keep the beer out of his hand. Brady just looked like some dude who didn't even belong playing football. Well, speaking of that, there's a
0: movie coming out. It's a, a biography movie about Kurt Warner. But before we get into that, let's take a break. We'll be right back.
1: everybody we are back here session number two of uh tonight's december 8th i want to say it's the 8th it, it is, is. The 8th. it is the 8th december 8th podcast between me daniel tiny gidry mr matthew sweat uh when we left we were talking about a sports movie that's coming out about probably one of the best nfl stories i think i've ever seen other than brian's song which is a great movie about Gale sayers And uh, how do you say Brian's last name? Have you ever seen the movie Brian's Song? I've not. You ought to watch it. It's great. So NFL classics coming out about Kurt Warner. I've heard about it. I haven't seen any any of the clips or anything, but I'll get into it because Kurt Warner is one of the best stories in NFL history and enlighten us a little bit on the movie. Well, we were talking about um, (coughs) players, players, going
0: to going into college and and maybe not being five-star athletes or that sort of thing and being told that the, there's no future for him and then working hard uh, to make it uh, that's Kurt Warner I mean he did stints in the in the uh, arena Football League and I mean that's where he made his name was in arena football I mean Kurt he was Warner in, was
1: one of the best of Arena football guys, and if you haven't heard the story of Kurt Warner, which, I mean, it's it's phenomenal, where he goes from that to NFL tryouts for the Green Bay Packers, gets cut, goes back to arena football, becomes the MVP of arena football. Then um, Dick Vermeil sees him at a tryout, says, okay, this guy can throw the football a little bit. So then he's on the L.A. Rams. Trent Green's the starter of the L.A. Rams. I think it's um, who was playing. Trent Green was the quarterback for um, um, the Rams at the time. Somebody comes in, blindsides him, rips his ACL. Dick throws a press conference where he starts crying. (laughs) And he goes, you know what? Kurt Warner's my quarterback, and we're going to back around Kurt Warner. So here comes Kurt Warner comes in and says, Hey, look, listen, we're going to um we're gonna go ahead, we're just gonna throw the football around the field. So they get Marshall Falk from Indianapolis. They go off, they get they, they have already have Tor- they draft Tory Holt for North Carolina State. They already have Isaac Bruce there who had been there from the LA days. And suddenly, you in-plug Kurt Warner, and suddenly you have what they call the greatest show on turf. One of the greatest offenses in NFL history. Kurt Warner goes on to, from nothing. Uh, he, he, in fact, he was bagging groceries at one time. Right. Uh, to an MVP, Hall of Famer. I mean, brought two teams to the Super Bowl. Right. And won one. Right. So, I guess... As Walt Disney says, dreams do come true at some point.
0: That's going to be the uh, the feel good Christmas movie this season.
1: When does it come out? Uh, Christmas, day? Christmas Day, Christmas
0: Eve, Christmas Day. Christmas Day is
1: like the biggest movie day of the year, though. For sure, that and Fourth of July. And if anybody wants to fight, Die Hard is a Christmas movie.
0: He's going to throw it out there, man. Drop the bomb. But is it the greatest Christmas movie?
1: The greatest Christmas movie of all. Uh, is this what we're doing now? We're ranking Christmas movies? Sure, why not? Die Hard's probably two. I mean, what's number one?
0: Christmas Vacation or Christmas Story?
1: We'll go Christmas Story number one. In fact, let's go from five to one. Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. Um. The Grinch Soul Christmas. Maybe. Jim okay. Carrey version? Yeah, Has to be. Maybe. Right?
0: Yeah. Okay. I got I to gotta throw, throw uh, Scrooge in there somewhere. Ooh. Bill Murray?
1: Yeah. So maybe we need to go six. <laughs> oh, we can go 10. We can go top 10 if you want. I can um, look up some Christmas movies. Right now. Let's do it. Let's do it right now.
0: Yeah. Christmas Vacation.
1: Top Let's 10. See. I'll look it up.
0: Christmas stories so You got to shoot your eye out.
1: <laughs> so the best 40 Christmas movies of all. Oh,
0: you're going to get into some of those
1: of all time. No, these are actually pretty good. I mean, I guess. What? Okay. Why is home alone? Number 19 somebody doesn't have appreciation for for movies
0: Um, I don't you know, even I know I, I watched Home Alone for the first time I mean I'm familiar was it not with the, the best? movie was no. it not the best no I loved it no anybody that lets their kids watch that and think that that's okay come on smart mouth little brat it's a movie I don't care
1: <laughs> I didn't say you were supposed to raise your child <laughs> off of it it's not funny though What? It's not funny. Okay, so is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Yes. Both. It's both. Gotcha. Um, the (laughs) webbin. That's a stretch. Christmas movie. Um, A White Christmas with Bing Crosby. Mm -hmm. That's always a good one. You know what? I never thought of a... I never thought Gremlins would be a top Christmas movie. But here it's number
0: 12. I, that's part of the stretch. It's, it's stretching into something. Well, I mean, it was... It was set around Christmas. It, it snowed. But it's if not it, a Christmas movie. I mean, if
1: it's it snowed in the movie. And on two days before Christmas is when they got wet. So, maybe. <laughs> um, a Christmas Story at number 10. A Christmas Carol at number 9. Which is good. Um... Die Hard comes in at 7. Some movie called The Apartment. I don't know. National Lampoon Christmas Vacation at number 6. Okay. These people are off their rocker. Miracle on 34th Street, number 5. What is love actually? Never heard of that.
0: It's one of those lovey-dovey Christmas movies. Whatever. Yeah.
1: Elf. I agree. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Number 1. Take a guess. Scrooge. Oh, there you go. I like that One I'll agree with. No, that's a good one. Now, Scrooge kind of caught me off guard when I was a kid when he talked about stapling the antlers on the little thing's (laughs) head. That kind of caught me off guard, but what doesn't catch you off guard about Bill Murray? He's one of the greatest actors of all time, in my opinion.
0: True. But then,
1: (laughs) you know, they didn't even put in uh,
0: Jingle All the Way, little Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Is that the one where he goes after the little doll? Yeah. For the kid? Yeah. Whatever. Um, A little tidbit about Bill Murray and my brother. Um, uh, When the Astros and the Cubs still had a rivalry going. um, We were in the bleachers at Wrigley Field, drunker than skunks. And Bagwood, no, it was Daryl Ward that just hit a three-run home run on the Waveland Avenue. Um, Oppo. Um, three run shot uh, Astros were up five to one Bill Murray comes up or a guy comes up nudges my brother takes a french fry scoops it and catch up and eats it and my brother just drunk enough to look up and go what the hell man and he goes oh dude <laughs> and Bill Murray looks at him dead in the face and goes no one will ever believe this ever happened to you and walks off <laughs> <laughs> and has nothing else to say but that and i'm looking and i'm like i'm the only one that witnessed that and no one's ever going to believe me for sure but it happened it happened so we love bill murray ever since then well
0: there's a there's a whole series of uh instances where things like that have allegedly happened he's he's made a i want to say they're on youtube you can go on youtube and search on where he's he's kind of just doing things doing things Catching people off guard. So
1: you know what? You know what's missing off this Christmas list? What's that? The Santa Claus. Oh, uh, yeah. All three of so them. So like no one likes Tim Allen? Yeah. I mean, Jesus.
0: Whoever produced the movies that are on Come that on. list. Come on, people. Wasn't do there. better.
1: <laughs> Hashtag do better. That's just crap. All three of them were good. Okay, so here's another top 20. The Santa Claus is at 20. The Gremlins at 19. National Lampoon's at 18. Scrooge falls down to 17 on this list. Oh, man. Die Hard at 16. Miracle on 34. So, okay, there's no, there's not 15 better movies than these. Here but the we're going to go after it come, anyway.
0: Here come the lovey-dovey movies.
1: White Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Trading Places. Although it was a great movie. <laughs> I, look that, I look at that as more of a New Year's movie than a Christmas right, movie. That's true. Because somebody got hemmed up on a gorilla New Year's <laughs> Eve, which is great. Uh, In fact, I think that was the Belushi's brothers. Um, Number 11 was Home Alone. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That wasn't on the other one either. So these people are getting pretty good. Is that a movie, though? It's more of a Claymation movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still 90 minutes long. Okay. Um, The Year Without Santa Claus, Claymation. The Muppets Christmas Carol. That was awesome. That was live in 1992. But by the way, when you're making the Muppets and you mix it with Saturday Night Live... That's got to be awesome. Because the Muppets <laughs> were always an innuendo, read between the lines type of thing. Right. Uh, seven was Bad Santa.
0: Okay. Love Actually Again. You're going to have to go watch that one. I, you know. Know all about. I have a girlfriend
1: now, so <laughs> that might fly. Um, the animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Um, four is Elf. Three. Something we rarely see anymore. A Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not really sure that's a movie. Two is a Christmas story, and one's a wonderful life. So everybody kind of has the same the list. Same. Yeah. Just shuffle them around. Shuffle them around. But <coughs> the weather's certainly not Christmas like outside. Jesus Christ. I want to go on spring break. No. It's supposed to get cooler over the
0: weekend, though. It's supposed okay.
1: to get down in the 30s. 30s. I've um, heard that. On Sunday. Oh. Bring Um. It. But then it gets back into the 80s
0: again. Welcome to South Texas.
1: I mean, sh- I mean 60s, 70s, not 80s, man. <laughs> Come on. Although they are talking about some extremely, extremely cold weather that's locked up near Siberia that's supposed to shuffle over to Alaska. And if that does, it will open up the jet stream and we will get some extremely cold weather again. Come on. I'm not sure I want to repeat it last year.
0: No, we don't need to be that cold that long, but a day or two is okay. I mean, man, that
1: lasted for four whole days.
0: Yeah, it's pretty miserable. It was
1: 18 freaking degrees, and it didn't move. That's
0: what was crazy. How do people live like that every year?
1: How do we live with 110 in the shade? Yeah, you get used to it. With 95% humidity. You get used to it. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't. As you get older, it gets worse.
0: I'd say as you get older, the cold gets worse.
1: You think? Cause my big behind loves cold weather. Oh, I love the cold weather too. I do too. It's um, I don't know. It just doesn't feel festive. I haven't drank one thing of hot chocolate.
0: There you go. I
1: had to force myself to drink a pump a pumpkin latte at ninety degrees. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's feel somewhere kind of festive. I was almost gonna try on my girlfriend's UGG boots, but didn't help. That she wears a seven, well, the, and I couldn't get it past my calf. The
0: fact that you're drinking pumpkin lattes you might have to take a corner of your man card.
1: <laughs> well, she kind of handmade it, so I didn't have a choice. It's kind of like you your mom making fed. you. A, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like your grandma make, your mom making you a sweater, even though uh, mom, that's not gonna fit around my neck. And the shoulders are way too tight, but you're going to do it anyway. It's though. kind of like
0: the bunny suit in Christmas, uh, oh, Christmas Story. God.
1: <laughs> or the kid putting on so many layers, he can't put his arms yeah. down. You know, <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, look, I was forced to drink that pumpkin latte. <laughs> I wasn't forced, but did you just do that. You just do it. She would do it for me. There you go. Although I wouldn't take the time to make her anything like a pumpkin <laughs> latte. I would pop her a beer, though. There you go. And Or make her a good... Crown and Sprite or, you know, something like that. Right, right, right. But um, I tried to get festive the other day and and tell her, you want to go get a peppermint? Whatever it is from, what's that place? Um, I don't drink it much. Starbucks. Starbucks. Yeah. She looks at me and she goes, I don't like peppermint. I'm not that festive. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, well, I'll gir- drink it. That a girl. Because I love it. I love peppermint. I love peppermint anything. So have you ever tried the peppermint rum chata? I have not. You need to. Yeah. You can drink the whole thing by yourself. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like you take a little half thing of peppermint and you put it in a gallon of chocolate milk. You leave it for a day. Nice. And then you shake it up and pour it in your thing. You don't even taste the alcohol in it. But my God, it'll, it'll mess you up. You get drunk.
0: Just, like bad. That's why you're drunk. not supposed to drink the whole bottle.
1: Yeah. It's to be
0: enjoyed.
1: It's supposed to. And I enjoyed it in, every drop.
0: In small quantities. The bottle was only this big. <laughs> it was a small quantity to start with. It was with. half a liter.
1: <laughs> or what are those, gallons? The thing with the handles or those yeah, half yeah, gallons?
0: Yeah. The, what are those? 1.75 liters.
1: That's the biggest bottle they make? Yes. Really? So two liters is almost a gallon. Well, how many liters in a gallon?
0: Well, oh, there you go, asking me trick questions. I don't. I
1: don't know. I guess we'll Google two that liters, too. Two liters to a gallon. I think Something so. Something like that. So basically, it's a gallon a of hoots. I've done the
0: conversions.
1: So basically, a gallon of hoots.
0: So one liter is basically a quarter of a gallon.
1: So two liters is half gallon. One point seven liters is it's basically a half, a half a gallon. Yeah. So I drank a half a gallon of peppermint rum chata. No wonder. I wasn't hungover. But I felt like if I ever ate another candy bar, I'd probably spill up and die. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. It was it was good though. Yeah. And I'll I will purchase more. I don't think I'll drink that much ever again. But um, that's how good it is, dude. Nice. Like you gotta have it. Yeah. Like you should buy some.
0: We did the. Uh, you can put it in coffee too. In tried, fact, that's
1: what it's made for.
0: Right. We tried the uh, the Fireball Eggnog. Good. That's pretty tasty. Yeah. Tastes like pumpkin pie. No, it tastes like Fireball and eggnog. Ooh. <laughs>
1: well, wouldn't cinnamon, that taste cinnamon eggnog? Like, uh, I mean, that would pretty much taste like a pumpkin
0: festive.
1: pie. It's festive.
0: Not pumpkin, something or pecan
1: pie, maybe. No, it's nothing.
0: Eggnog, man. cinnamon toast crunch. Mm, eh, that's closer than pumpkin pie,
1: huh? I try that too. Pretty tasty. Pretty tasty. Wayne, Wayne Tous would like that. <laughs> he drinks two <laughs> gallons of Fireball a <laughs> day. But uh, what? I mean, what else? What do you have planned for Christmas? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Me too. Yeah. There's no football comes on at Christmas. Um, Christmas falls on when? It's a Saturday. Saturday. Oh, we might get a bowl game out of that.
0: Oh, yeah. There there are some. Possibly. The, the early,
1: early bowl games. When do the bowl games start? I mean, because that's what I look forward to. It's like the best two weeks of the year. There's three bowl games on a day.
0: Yeah, it's like football from, from morning to evening uh, through... Well, through the second week of January now, with the
1: playoff, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Okay, so okay, so the national championship goes January tenth. That's about four days later than normal. So, oh wow, this thing is fu- full of ball games starting December seventeenth. All the way through. Do we have any Christmas Day? We do. We have one. The Camellia Bowl in bunch.
0: Montgomery, Alabama. Camellia Bowl. I don't get it. The there's holiday, so many bowls. The Holiday Bowl normally on Christmas.
1: Um, The Holiday Bowl. Okay, so they have one in the Myrtle Beach Bowl.
0: Oh, there's a bunch of... Uh, don't even go down the what? list. What? New
1: Orleans? Right. Okay, New Orleans Bowl I get.
0: There's a bunch of new ones. New named,
1: newly named bowl games. The L.A. Bowl. Utah, Utah State versus Oregon State. Oh, my God. This is like, um. if you like to bet on things, this is wild. The Bahamas Bowl, the Cure Bowl, Boca Raton Bowl, New Mexico Bowl. I got the Independence Bowl. That's been around forever. That's actually a good matchup, BYU UAB. So,
0: our corporations not sponsoring these games? They these are. Games it's anymore? almost
1: like the cities are sponsoring right. these things more than actual, like it's the like after,
0: bowl. Is that a is that a result of COVID? The they don't have the revenues to make those big sponsors. No, I think the cities the, are, the
1: cities are actually capitalizing. This is what I taking think. it back. Taking it back because they actually get what they call um, hot tax, right? you know, the hotels.
0: Well, they get that regardless. But they jack it up.
1: Yeah. They jack it up that weekend, oh, get a tie, sure. cover your little million dollars per team, and they make all that back. Yeah. I mean, the cities, the cities actually now, when they build these stadiums and they take over these contracts, it is in the city's best interest to have a bowl game and the city doesn't pay any revenues. Oh, yeah, but I mean, that happens
0: regardless of whether the <laughs> na- whether or not the the game is named after the city. I mean, normally it's the, Tostitos, Fiesta Bowl, uh, th- Those are there. Those are there. But I don't think it's... Yeah, but I mean, they were all that way. They, the, I mean, there's still the Outback Bowl and that sort of thing, but they've always had some corporate entity sponsorship, and you're not seeing that this year.
1: Like the Fenway Bowl. Really?
0: What is... Other than It's in Boston. Park. Yeah.
1: So then the Penn Strike Bowl, which is... The New York Yankees
0: do that. At Yankee Stadium. So they're actually having games at, at the these baseball, baseball stadiums. stadiums. So, are those additional bowl games? Are those new bowl games or are they renaming? Well, the Pinstripe bowl's been there. It's
1: it's almost like remember when Notre Dame played Michigan and they did it in the Yankee Stadium? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a bit off that. Yeah. And they said, Hey, Maxley makes money.
0: Didn't they do one at Wrigley Field too? Or they, was that a soccer? No, game? that was that
1: was hockey. Hockey. that was the Chicago Blackhawks okay. and the Boston yeah, yeah, bruins yeah. that was a knock them out that was Rock' them robots they beat <laughs> the hell out of each other in that game and they still do that they still play outdoor hockey right which is the greatest that's awesome the, the yeah. players love it except for I mean when the, the weather when the are.
0: weather cooperates
1: <sighs> and that's very rare nowadays to yeah. have it I mean it well, was the, the one
0: year it was actually snowing while they were playing which was kind of cool so
1: Tony the Tiger Bowl okay obviously that's Kellogg's Right, so Kellogg's jumped in there. The Arizona Bowl, the Outback Bowl, the Citrus Bowl, the Texas Bowl. Yay! Yeah,
0: but who's sponsoring the Texas Bowl this year? Houston, city, the city. Houston. I know that's what I'm saying. It was, All the cities are doing. It's been Gallery Furniture. It's been other...
1: no. It's a. I think it's a, a tax a tax office that's actually sponsoring this. Now you have the Sugar Bowl, the Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, the Peach Bowl. Yeah, the but even, bowl, even those, like,
0: the Sugar Bowl was, what, AT&T at one Nokia. point? Remember when it was Nokia? the Nokia? The Nokia yeah. Sugar Bowl? Yeah. It was that yeah. forever.
1: Yeah. And now I think it's, I don't know who actually sponsors it. It might, it might be AT&T, but they also do the Cotton Bowl. Gotcha. AT&T has actually taken a lot over. I, I think they're one of the two sponsors for the whole playoffs. Right. So, mean. God knows I mean, we're paying
0: enough money in cell phone bills and Table bills. I got and me and my son on my and... cell phone for
1: 240 bucks a month. It's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's, ridiculous. it's crazy. Yep. It's crazy as hell.
0: So they got the money to do it.
1: Well, they should. They better <laughs> because now the way the, the, the communication rules are, everybody bounces off each other's towers now. Right. They all got to share mm. due to the emergencies and, you know, things. of.
0: So the service should be the same across the board is what you're saying.
1: <laughs> it should be. But I is don't it? know if it is. Yeah. I don't know. I know I like AT and T. I used to love T Mobile. Um, I've never tried Sprint, but didn't Sprint get bought out by someone? Don't get me lying.
0: AT and T—they've all consolidated and done different things.
1: You figure since they made Southern Bell break up, eventually they'd make them break up too. Well,
0: I that was the point of having T-Mobile and Nokia and AT and T uh, and what were some of the other ones? Singular. Singular I mean, you had wireless. so many different wireless companies.
1: Well, now they're all consolidating. Now they're
0: all consolidating again. I mean, because it... of the tech because the technology wasn't <laughs> consistent across
1: nobody could nobody could give the same service cuz right.
0: one one was superior and in... well you knew if you had AT&T and you went to Nevada or you were in the middle of the desert you weren't going to get a signal but if you had one of the other ones it worked fine so there was a reason why they they consolidated technologies so that you could get better coverage
1: everywhere i don't know for one to charge you more to say that they're better than the other one right yeah
0: whatever but now you get data packages. I've really had no
1: problems with AT&T. So every time somebody tries to convince me to switch, nobody can ever come up with a real good reason for them to switch other than it's cheaper. And in the realm of cell phone and technology, you get what you pay for. There you go. In my opinion, anyways. That's true. I mean, I'll never switch from Apple. I'm not a high-tech guy. And they they dummy it down about as good <laughs> as you can do it. So there's my take on technology. They keep it keep it on your level. I'm no good at it. <laughs> so yeah, we have all all these crazy crazy football. Now there are so many bowl games. It's almost flooded, but I love it. Vegas loves it. Um you like it? I mean, I watch it from start to finish.
0: I you know, I cherry pick. I I'm not one to sit in front of the TV and watch teams that I don't know anything about. So
1: I mean, you you're a junkie. You know you have a problem if you can sit there and watch two teams you've never watched before, With
0: two teams that are division two. But whatever. <laughs> I will tell
1: you before the bowl games, the football game that my dad likes to watch every year comes on Saturday. Yeah, it's Army Navy. Oh, there you go. That's a big tradition in my house. My dad's an Army guy. Nice. Played football, baseball, everything you could in the Army. Ah, oh, cool. And he is all about the Army winning, even though he's in the, even though the Navy here. In the last few years, has, you know, dominated the series. They right? kind of have, yeah. Um, but uh, Army this year is eight and three, and they have a better record than Navy. And we're kind of hoping
0: this is the year. Huh? But
1: man, you know, it, I think every I think Alabama should play either Army, Navy, or Air Force every year. I think every school, every one of those big schools should have to play. Now, it's not going to work out for the military academy, but it's it's just to show the ungrateful little punks that don't realize what those kids go to school for. Mm -hmm. It'd be good for them to get them to go out there and punch them in the mouth for 55 minutes on a Saturday. Put a a whooping on them, yeah. Because... Even, you know, there's some players who I know, I said, man, you play those kids, by the time you're done, you know, you may have won on the scoreboard, they kicked your ass (laughs) because they don't stop. You know you played a game that day. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I think think it's awesome that Army-Navy is put set aside from all of other college football and not mixed in. With the madness of the SEC championships, and that, that's their championship. Right. That's the, That's what they gauge. Right. Twelve games that season for. And they could for that sixty minutes. They could
0: lose eleven and win that one, and it's a, <laughs> a success. And not season. even
1: remember the other losses. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I, it's, it's, the top the top game of football. Yeah,
0: it gives you something to watch this weekend.
1: Well There's nothing else going on. Well that's true, but I mean it's it it's just a it's a tradition. The cadets, the bands, the president, the that's what that means. Yep. For one weekend, all the other rest of college football and the P-Ninnies, they go out there and think that they can hit each other or whatever. Go home and watch this game. Everybody should be forced to watch this football mm-hmm. game. I know I was and I hated it when I was a kid. Because they both sucked, and I wanted to watch them real football. But now that I'm older and really understand the meaning, you see the elder, like my dad, who's 81, he watches it and he gets all kinds of ruha, like he's he's gung ho. He's on the edge of his seat, kicking, kick him in him, like yelling at the TV. And and it's just you know those kids after this football game, many of them. Are going to go on and lead lives to fight for this country and some of them aren't coming home Mm -hmm. it's just a realization and so this weekend everybody when you go watch this football game watch it from start to finish you know, it's a thankful thing that we have people like that still out in the world willing to sacrifice for us to sit here and do what we do. There you go. Not only sacrifice
0: with military service, but then they they go the extra step and, and play football on top of everything else.
1: And, I mean, they get their education. They get all that. But then they go out and take that chance on giving the ultimate sacrifice on what they do for us. Right. So watch that game this weekend. It's going to be the best one. Um, Other than that, we have NFL football on Thursday, starting Thursday. Um, What I would think would be a meaningless game, except for fantasy points. (laughs) (laughs) I have two uh, wide receivers playing for Thursday. But you know what else is crazy about the Army-Navy game? What's that? You think Donald Trump will show up? Donald Trump? He loves that game.
0: Yeah. I guess it depends on if the... Would you? If you were Donald Trump? If the former vice president shows up. I don't (laughs) think... If if he knew Biden was going to be there, I don't think he would. Out of respect. Because say what you want about the guy, he still
1: respects the position. I get it. I get it. But it's his favorite game, and it's always been his favorite game. Being that he is former president Donald Trump, do you go... Do you feel the need to go? Yeah, probably not.
0: Not might, even if Biden might, didn't go. He might call in, give him a pregame pep talk or something. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Because I know as much as he loves that game, if it were me, I'd probably show up in some capacity and sit back. Yeah, and watch. You know, give a little high, whatever. I don't think Biden's going. It's going to be cold as hell. Yeah. And he might lose his way there. I mean, <laughs> might lose something there. Um, Bells. but if I were Donald Trump, I, I probably would give a little high and for sure. Sit back, watch the game. I mean, cause he apparently allegedly he would go all the time. Right. And I never heard of him or seen him on TV until he was president. Mm. Might go. I don't know. Um, uh, do they give him coverage? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, uh, but if I were Donald Trump and I was, in, I, I really was that much of a fan, I would probably go in Lalo So, uh
0: but anyway. And he's always about the PR. If he can get a little FaceTime with the camera, he'll he'll take advantage yeah, of it.
1: Yeah, but being the media the media being what they are. They probably, won't give it to him. They probably won't. Yeah. So there's that. So we jump off into the NFL. Here we are, December. Week 14. When everything really, really counts. Did you watch the other game the other night? I haven't watched. No,
0: to answer your question. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Monday Night Football. We're all sitting there. Buffalo weather be a <laughs> Buffalo weather. Obviously, you would say favors the Buffalo Bills. For sure. Buffalo's obviously been better than the Patriots, especially last year going into this year. You think, all right, this is what Buffalo takes over. They're going to take over the division for a few years. Cam Newton's trash. No way the Patriots are going to go with a rookie quarterback and end up 8-4. and four. <laughs> After starting 2-4, and four, they win six in a row. They go into Buffalo. Buffalo wins. Buffalo wins the series. Buffalo... Takes over the division lead, Buffalo schedule remaining. They're just going to blow out the competition and win it. Right. The Indianapolis, I mean, uh, the Indian, the New England Patriots walk into Buffalo Stadium, run the ball 34 straight times. You know how many times Matt Jones threw the ball the other night? Three. Wow. That's all? Three. New England didn't even line up a wide receiver in the second half. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it was
1: so windy you couldn't kick the ball. No kidding. So, did they
0: run in the wishbone or what?
1: Uh, damn near. It looked like they had. It was just straight. Nothing but offensive linemen. Buffalo knew what was coming, and they could not stop it. Got mowed right in the middle. Wow. And Oliver looked like a kid. At, oh, he was a smaller defensive defensive tackle anyway. But, man, they went jumbo package the entire fourth quarter, 34 straight runs. Wow. And won the game.
0: No kidding.
1: And won Buffalo the, tried the football game. Because Buffalo tried to pass the
0: ball. Well, but yeah, Buffalo didn't. run their offense.
1: Buffalo just said, we're not going to move. New England threw the ball three times in the first quarter and said, not again. <laughs> wow. And won the football game. That's awesome. It almost looked like something out of the 1930s before the forward <laughs> pass. Strapped on the leather helmets. Or, or look, literally look <laughs> like six-year-olds. Nobody can throw the football in peewee, right? So that's what you're going to do. You're just going to run the ball. Right. And they did it. Wow. And they there won. It just goes to show you, December football, it's always said, the team who can stop the run and run the ball the best in December in the playoffs win the football games. Hmm. Defense and running game. Oof. It's never it's – never, it's never not been that way. There you go. It always been. It's always been that way. So Thursday night, we have Pittsburgh and Minnesota, which I think is intriguing because Minnesota just lost to the winless Detroit Lions. And then you have Pittsburgh, who just came up and beat the Baltimore Ravens. <sighs> Pittsburgh always plays good in December. Hopefully Minnesota does. I have two wide receivers, and this is why I'm highlighting in this game. I have to win this week in fantasy football. So I have Johnson from Pittsburgh and I have Jordan Jefferson from, uh, I say Jordan Jefferson, Jefferson from uh, Minnesota, the wide receivers. Got to have him go off. So they're at Minnesota, which for some reason, Minnesota has built an outdoor stadium for idiocy reasons. <laughs> I have no idea. Tired of the snow collapsing their roof. Um, it only happened once, and they made sure it never happened again. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the same stadium that they used to play the mini, the, the Minnesota Twins used to play in? When Possibly. You, you hit fly balls and you lose the ball because it's, <laughs> it's white? white. Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah. So I I'm gonna have I'm gonna take Pittsburgh on this one only because I like Ben Roethlisberger and I love Mike Tomlinson. And by the way, what the hell are the Texans doing? <laughs> You tell me. I mean, I get it. If you're going to tank, tank. But if you're going to make it blatantly obvious, I think the NFL should step in. And I mean, you should try to win a football game.
0: Yeah, but you also should try to at least set yourself up for the future. And what are, what are they doing in that respect?
1: Well, here's – you're a genius if you can do it. You can keep Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, if but you – But
0: he's got to be willing to want to play.
1: Well, I mean, you have the draft picks from Arizona – you have you gave away everything for Jeremy Tuntle. You kind of get it all back. You kind of reset yourself after all that. Deshaun's not going to play a year, so he's rested. If you can get past the stuff that he's gotten past and you can still keep him and you go out there and you get some weapons, you're going to keep Brandon Cooks. Right. You're going to keep Hell, I don't even know if they got anybody left. <laughs> I know they don't have Zach Cunningham. They just cut him for some, I don't know why. Um, Every story that I read was, oh, well, he got in trouble. Well, what did he get in trouble for? Because if it was worth cutting him, you would absolutely come out and say in Bullock. If you're cutting him, you're going to say something other than a gray area comment, so vague as to, oh, well, he got in trouble. My six-year-old nephew got in trouble today at school. I know what he got in trouble for, and I'm not even his dad. They're not going to kick him out of school, but we still know what he did. What Zach Cunningham did, I don't know, but he's now a free agent. Dear New Orleans, please, for the love of God, sign somebody. <laughs> Cause you suck, too, after getting rolled by Dallas. <laughs> and Dallas played and Dallas stunk. Dallas stunk that game, and you still lost by double digits. Right. Dear Sean Payton. Tank like the Texans.
0: <laughs> uh, What's their record now?
1: New Orleans, yeah, five and seven after going five and two. Yeah, they've lost five straight so games. What good would it since, do at this point to tank? But it was it was since they could still make the playoffs. But well, why make the playoffs? You don't get a draft pick that makes you any better. Just to get whooped. I mean, and you never know. I mean, Taysom Hill could come out win a couple of games, but you're gonna have to win five in a row. Mm. Don't do that. Finish. Five and twelve, because you play seventeen games now. You don't. You don't play wow. sixteen. They added the game, so that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of tiebreakers. Um, but um, yeah, just New Orleans, just go away. Um, so, do you think there should be a rule in the NFL against blatantly tanking? I mean, I know it's your private money, it's your private team, but in how, the you, collected...
0: how do you how do you enforce something like that? <laughs> I mean. It's not like any of these teams are just laying down on the field and letting them score.
1: I mean, are I mean, the Texans still suffering from the Bill O'Brien experiment?
0: Absolutely. I mean, how do you recover from that?
1: I mean, you don't. Yeah. I mean, that guy gave up DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick.
0: Right. I mean, you're, you're at a point where you just blow it up and start over, which is basically what they've done.
1: I don't think they had to blow it up to start over. I think they are already there. <laughs> but I, I get it. Tyrod Taylor – Deshaun Watson stuff, you weren't going to get anything accomplished with Deshaun Watson anyways. What
0: is the, what is the fan base's responsibility here, though? I mean, obviously – Quit going to games or, until they – Ride or ride or die, and, you, you know, you're going to be a fan to the end. But at some point, you have to express yourself, and the only way to do that is with your dollars. Correct. Um, and surely, surely they, they're feeling that. If, if not monetarily, take a look at the stands on game day. Uh, sad. There's high school stadiums that put more people in the stands than you see at Texans games these days.
1: But it's still the NFL. It's still an experience,
0: and it's still somebody's first game. You know that have been waiting all year long to go check out a football game. Uh, it's it's sad, is what it is. Is that uh, you know. The, it, either they don't feel the responsibility to put on a good show, uh, field a good team. They don't. They don't feel that they owe that to their season ticket ticket holders in general, not just season ticket holders. Anybody that buys a ticket uh,
1: to put some kind of product on the field, something
0: on the field that they can be proud of. You know, give give a, give the people a glimmer of hope that it's going to get better at some point.
1: I like the head coach. I um. I actually like the general manager. I think they're going to be okay. If they can keep Deshaun Watson, get those good picks around him, draft a left tackle, draft a lineman, draft somebody who can help him.
0: Get Deshaun's issues out of the way so that you can do something with him. If not come back and play or trade him or whatever.
1: I don't think Deshaun Watson has issues. I think he wanted to leave and the team said, oh, you do? Well, here you go. I think the NFL is an ugly business. I think that someone, and this is just me being the conspiracy theorist that I am, Mm -hmm. don't think that the Texans didn't have anything to do with that to make him stay. Because now he's not worth anything anymore. Right. Now, get his legal issues past him. Well, that's what I'm talking about. And he's worth something. To somebody. You either get what you can for him or you keep him. Draft around him and go win football games.
0: Yeah, but don't you think, and again, I've not followed this day by day by any means. But I do know that there have been teams that have shown interest in in signing him along the way. Why haven't they? Unless those legal issues are...
1: Well, I mean, they want three first-round picks for him. You better be clean, and you better not have any questions... Or anything like that going into court. Or any possibilities. You call Rusty Harden and you tell Rusty, make this go away. Right. And maybe you even throw some money
0: at his legal, legality. Maybe he can't. In which case, he has zero value to anyone. And the Texans are stuck with that.
1: Well, the Texans aren't stuck with it. They would love that.
0: Other than they, they've they got no bargaining power. You get nothing for him.
1: But maybe they really want to keep him, is what I'm saying. But if he's not That's the way to force able him to play...
0: Stay. Because of his legal issues.
1: Why can't he play? He would have to be on the exempt list. He's not on the exempt list. He could be playing football right now.
0: I understand that. But he's still got these legal issues. If the legal issues prevent him from playing.
1: But they aren't. Then why why aren't other teams picking him up? Because he's not worth anything right now. He can still play. Now, you play him and then something comes up and says, the league comes in and says, well, you're now on my exempt list. You can't play football till I tell you you can. Then there's an issue. But as of right now, even the commissioner said, look, we don't know anything. No one knows anything except for these are alleged accusers. None of them have come forward to be any kind of truthful, at least not yet. And you figure if they did or if they had any truth to them, they would have already come out. I mean, you're dealing with Tony Busby and Rusty Harden, two of the best liars in the world. Mm-hmm. So he, he, it's like the negotiating table. You never make the first number. You never talk numbers. Right. You just sit there and bullshit until somebody comes off and gives a number. You don't do that. You don't show your face. And neither one's blinking. So eventually you're going to either have to go to mediation or something is going to happen in court where the judge says, hey, listen, this has gone on long enough. What do you have? Yeah. I mean, eventually, it's going to have to play out. But if he if he's found guilty, which I don't think so. Well, I don't think he'll be what, found let's, guilty. Let's
0: say he is. Okay. Is there jail time involved? That would that would bring him to a uh, zero value.
1: I don't know because I I don't.
0: And I don't either. I don't. I mean, but I mean, a, there's something that's What, what, is, uh, he, what is, is he? What is? What is he going to go to jail
1: for? I don't know. Because he got a happy ending on a massage table. <laughs> I think that's more on them than him. Am I right?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, again, not knowing the details of the situation. But
1: why aren't they putting out the details? That's that, That's my number one question. The same if reason- you're Tony Busby, you say you have all this evidence. Come on, homie. Let's go. Come to bat because we're tired of it. Show, show us something or, or dismiss it or make it go away.
0: So you're just saying he doesn't want to play because he's not getting the money he
1: wants or right. not getting the trade that he I wants. Think I, well, I I think the Houston Texans had something in it to say, hey, look, you want to be traded? We don't want you gone, so we're going to make you we're stay. We're just going to sit on it. We're just going to sit here on our hands and do nothing.
0: So his contract runs out and they lose him, and it's still a zero value. Well, Nobody, better, no one else has been traded got they, they, This is
1: what I'm saying. Either the Texans have to do something, Or they do nothing and get the same value as if they did something. You know what I'm saying? It's a catch-22. It's a damned if you do and damned if you don't. But if they do keep him, draft around him and go. And
0: what I'm trying to say is that there's enough information out there that have made potential suitors have cold feet about signing him or making the offer. You
1: mean trading for him. The Miami Dolphins had a trade for him. Right. But the Miami Dolphins couldn't find out enough information because Tony Busby wouldn't give it to them. Okay. Tony so, Busby will not even give it to the NFL. That's why the NFL's like, listen.
0: So Deshaun doesn't want to play in Houston. Allegedly. Does he just not want to play at all? Sure he does. So why not? If I'm the New Orleans Saints, put I put enough call. information out there unless the information is too damning that he's not playing anywhere anytime well, soon. Well, Rusty
1: Harden wants the information too. Yeah. But why isn't Tony Busby giving it to him?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Busby's all about the accusers. I think there's more. There is more to the story. I think
1: there's more about nothing.
0: Well, I, I don't think it has anything to do with football. I it's think my, this is a classic
1: case of somebody wanting some money and trying to dash up on some young NFL quarterback and wanting some money, so they're going to scream. All I have to do is accuse you of something, and I get it. Okay, but that's just me. <laughs> have you ever? You ever seen? Have you ever seen the Brian Banks story? kid the number one recruit in the country fly off the charts dude's gonna be an nfl guy gets accused of raping and they made a movie about it gets accused by the, this young lady of rape and this that and the other dude wasn't even there dude wasn't even there the allegations got him thrown in prison because hmm. someone else quote-unquote thought they saw him there which was one of her friends Suddenly, nine years later, she's caught. Oh, I lied about everything. She ruined this dude's life. She gets nothing for it.
0: She ruined his football career.
1: She ruined. He was in prison. Okay. She ruined this man's life. She was allowed to by a acc- false accusation. I think it's enough of that. We can get past that as a society. You don't have to say that somebody raped you when they didn't. You don't have to ruin someone's life because you're mad.
0: But how many times has it happened and it's not taken seriously?
1: Tons. Yeah. Tons. So where do you draw the line? I mean, you you find out the facts. Do your job. Find the facts. You you don't have to go off of allegations. Find the facts. If you have a case, make a case. That's it. Eh, But if you don't, don't force it because it's some football guy jumping up on somebody. I mean, he
0: didn't go to jail without a trial. And so they, why, found it,
1: they found him guilty off of circumstantial evidence. Okay.
0: It wasn't it's even real a, evidence. It's a fault of the, the justice system then. That's true.
1: This is true. But when you get caught lying, shouldn't you go to jail? Absolutely. You did that to that man. Or,
0: yeah, whether there was... You should have the same penalty that he got. Even before he got it. Right. So it had had she made the accusation and it... it, it all they all, had to do
1: was do their job. So... this sound so the Deshaun Watson sounds like a classic case in the Brian Banks mm -hmm. could be could not because nobody's getting the facts
0: right but this is played out long enough that you would think if he wanted to play first of all that enough information would be out there that one some team somewhere would have made him an offer he's a good enough player right there's a lot of teams out there that have a need uh, for his services sure uh, that someone would have been able to put something together if there weren't at least some validity to the accusations there's something preventing them from moving forward and it's not just well they need to come out they, they need to
1: they either need to let the legal system know the owners know or somebody right somebody needs to know instead of sitting in a limbo like this right because the longer you go like this and you're not spitting out evidence or you're or you say you have it but you're not showing anything. The longer it goes on, like, well, this is just a classic case of somebody wanting money. Well,
0: yeah, and ultimately his clock's ticking. I mean, we're all getting older. He's getting older. His his ability to be a top notch, top tier NFL quarterback, right? Because if you don't use it, you losing it. Is dwindling. That's right. Uh, so I mean, he's ultimately it's a lose lose for him, regardless. Other than he's still, I assume, cashing checks from the Texans. Yeah,
1: he gets paid. Yeah. All that money. So you just take your
0: money and run. Let it play out.
1: Good for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Could be.
0: I mean... Again, I go back to... The, we. The inf- there's not enough information out there to know what really is going on. Uh, I still... I will argue that, that there's a lot at play that the public doesn't know. Uh, otherwise... They would have found some resolution
1: by now. I think. But eventually the NFL has to step in. And make a decision on hey, look, either something's got to give or we need to step in and we need to well, figure this out the, for you.
0: You would think the the players association would be interested in that. But it I just, mean, just, it's their it players, just their players. It one just that's seems like
1: victimized. everybody's everybody's just sitting there. Yeah. Doing nothing. So the Houston Texans get to do what?
0: I can't imagine if they're just sitting there doing nothing. It may appear that way. Um, well, they had a
1: trade for him for the, to the Miami Dolphins, right?
0: A couple which, of times,
1: which they would have gotten Tua uh, and two first round picks. I know, right. and, and I think it was two twos, two ones, and they. But what stopped they sw- it? They what flop- stopped it? They don't have any information on what if the legal system legal is going problems. to step in. His yeah. legal problems. Well, they need to make that oh these. These are billion-dollar corporations. They can find out. They can find something out.
0: So, are we talking about NFL? or Are we talking about the legal system? What? Are, where is the? Where is the roadblock? It sounds to me like it's the legal system's causing the roadblock.
1: Well, yeah, but at some point, doesn't the legal system have to come out and say, "Hey, fellas,"
0: they can drag it out as long as they want. I
1: get it, but it's it's a lawsuit. This isn't anything against any criminal. They haven't come out with any criminal charges. Nothing. Right. He's not. He's been charged with nothing, but his allegations against him saying what the masseuse touched him too hard. I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I really women don't know. That
0: have come forward. They're not just masseuses. I mean, there's multiple. But they're all house
1: calls. They're all house call chicks. <laughs> I mean, at some point in time, call a spade a spade, bro. You're there to do a job. Am I right or am I right? I I suppose so. Again, if I'm calling you to come to my house to rub on me and I give you X amount of dollars and you do what you say you're going to do and you leave, okay, cool. Great. But then suddenly I say, "Hey, sorry for using such language in my home. It was my house." You made the phone call. You picked up the phone and came to my house.
0: If that's what it is. Two of them.
1: Two of them. I know. Yeah. Two of them. I know. That's what it is. Rusty Harden came out and said it. I don't know what the other ones are because nobody leaked out any information on what's going on. So I think it's a classic case of sit just Sean Watson for a year. We tank. We go out. We get pretty good in the draft. Hmm. Possibly. Allegedly. I don't know. It's a pretty heavy conspiracy theory. I mean, I I, I, I don't know, but I would like to think that way because that's where all the signs are pointing to. It's just a, they just need to come out and say, listen, this is going to go to court at this time, yada, yada, yada. But right now, do we even know he has enough to even take the man to court? Mm -hmm. We don't know. Which is sad because it's ho- but is it for us? Mister McNair's rolling over in his grave. Is it is it for us to I mean, know? This is just trash. The whole damn organization's trash. Quarterbacks trash. The offensive line is trash. The old coach is out of Alabama. He's still trash. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. And I used to like watching the Texans. Who bring back Matt Job? <laughs>
0: No way. <laughs> I saw Gary,
1: a buddy of mine, Charlie Diggs, what's up, Charlie? Saw Gary Kubiak at the, at the gas station the other day. Kubiak ended up going to the concert. I mean, come back, Kubiak. Somebody, please, for the love of God, bring back someone who knows what they're doing in that organization because uh, Esther B. or whatever his name is, is driving that thing straight into the ground. They have a good coach. They have a good off- assistant coaching staff. They have Levy Smith Who is wasting away in his old years coaching a trash. Right. Just flat trash. I can't believe they even let teams like that in the NFL anymore. It's just crazy. It's trash. New Orleans is trash. I don't even know why they let teams in Las Vegas. (laughs) Jacksonville's for old people. It's cold as hell in Baltimore. Cleveland sucks. I like Dallas. I like Dallas to beat Washington. Atlanta's trash. Carolina just fired LSU's old offensive coordinator. Seattle still has Russell Wilson, which should be in New Orleans next year. They're going to beat Trash, Houston. Detroit just won their first game. And you know what? Good for Detroit. Good for Detroit. Jared Goff's actually a pretty good quarterback. I like him. There's no reason for Detroit to be 1-12 in one. They go to Denver. It's going to be cold as hell. I like Denver in that one. The Giants, Trash. Chargers, they suck. San Francisco, San Francisco's... Pretty good team. But they're going to lose to Cincinnati. Hail Cincinnati. Go Tigers. It's the Burrow Chase Show. Hall of Famers already. Buffalo at Tampa Bay. Dear Tom Brady, just run the ball 30 times in a row and win. Um, you know, Tampa Bay is probably going to win another Super Bowl. And that will be Tom Brady's eighth, which I don't – If Tom Brady makes it to another Super Bowl, do you even watch? You got to. What if it's Tom Brady? What if it's Brady versus the Patriots? How many people are going to watch that?
0: Well, you got to figure all the New England fans and then all the new Tom Brady fans. So everybody. Everybody on earth.
1: (laughs) That's intriguing. We'll take a look at that. Chicago at Green Bay. Even though Chicago's trash and I hate Green Bay, that's going to be a good one. That's always a good game, though.
0: So, the rivalry game?
1: Um, the Bay of Pigs. Wish that was going on. Green Bay, Tampa Bay. But mm. that, that rarely happens anymore. Monday night, probably the game of the year so far. You got the Rams and the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals only because I like their coach. And I like Kyler Murray, who lights it up every single time. It, hopefully, he plays this week. He had not played in a while. But Colt McCoy, of all people... He's still hanging around out there. And right? playing good. Yeah. He hasn't playing well. He hasn't playing well. Um, that's a tidbit for the NFL this week. I mean, it's December. It's hot. Yeah. So hot. <laughs> like, why is it eighty degrees in Colorado? It
0: wasn't that hot today here anyway. It was
1: overcast and stupid. Dreary. Dreary. Nasty. Dreary. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to rainy season in Texas.
0: But then it's gonna get cold. We'll get a couple of days of cold, and then it'll be thirty-nine, 80, and it'll be eighty degrees again. This is where people
1: find COVID in their poop, <laughs> so says the Houston Water Authority. Which, by the way, how do you find that? How does one find that in the water system?
0: Well, they have to do their regular explain tests. this. Well, here locally in Galveston County, they break the water lines enough; that they're constantly testing the water. So, anytime the water lines get ruptured by, well, how do they man, find
1: it in the water system that you're about to drink?
0: They have to test it.
1: But why? How does it even show up? Omicron's not even in the air yet. It's in our water.
0: Apparently, they've found a way to test for it.
1: Well, apparently, maybe that's why we're getting it, because oh, they're putting babies. it in our water. There's a conspiracy theory you for go. you.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure we want to get there tonight.
1: We're not getting there tonight. But we can talk about that next time, right before Christmas. We can.
0: Make everybody holly jolly. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> will want it. next
1: Next edition of the podcast let's just call it that the podcast
0: the podcast
1: the podcast
0: why not I'm gonna guess that's already taken
1: probably I'll check it out if the other one was taken that one's probably damn sure (laughs) I I think it's a thing where people just buy the names and then they just sell them to you for five bucks that's why I gotta come up with something original Hmm. anybody wanna help us out yeah you wanna help us out I'll I'll even put a thing out on Facebook wanna help us name our podcast matthew.sweat at gmail.com Send me, uh, me your ideas. Gidry at yahoo.com to make that even better. So, what do you. We'll talk about this next time, too. For all you uh, baseball fans out there. Work stoppage in baseball mm. in December. Like anyone gives shit. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares.
0: Give me get into January and we're so stoppaged. Then be worried. We've got problems.
1: Then we'll be worried. Yeah. So that's it guys. It's 912, December 8th, 2021, for Daniel Tiny Gidry and Big yeah. Max Witt.
0: We out of here. Bye y'all.